Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, how are you? Happy uh, hump day. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let me just read you something here. Uh, this is from the resignation letter uh, that Claudine Gay offered up yesterday to Harvard. She was forced to resign or be fired, I guess, you know. And she wrote a resignation letter. Uh, I'm not going to read you the whole damn thing, uh, but let me just read you a little bit. And and mind you, this is on the heels of more allegations of plagiarism, uh, now numbering over 50. Over 50 allegations that throughout her academic work, the papers that she uh, submitted and published, uh, she has over 50 allegations. In fact, many of the people she actually cheated with or, or copied off of have given interviews themselves. Many of them are black people. Uh, over 50. You know, If you're a student at Harvard and you get one, and they're able to verify that you plagiarized, you're going away. She's got over 50. Over 50 allegations of plagiarism. And the examples are pretty much online if you want to check them out. I mean, it's like word for freaking word. Okay. Wasn't merely forgetting the quotation uh, marks. It was not merely not annotating it correctly or, or putting the proper... Uh, credit where credit is due. I mean, this chick took word-for-word passages from other people's work. Allegedly. And so in her resignation letter, uh, she says this. It has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor, scholarly rigor, Two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am. And and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. Let me read that again. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor. Rigor. Two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am. And frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. She is so completely full of crap. She is full of crap. Her commit confronting hate, like the uh, uh, Jew-hating students on campus, uh, threatening Jewish students, calling for the extermination of the Jewish people. Is uh, Did you confront that hate? Oh, right. No, that's free speech hate. No, you, sorry, sweetheart, you, you defended that hate. You, you didn't confront it. You defended it. And uh, it's really totally rich, man, claiming that it's fundamental to, scholarly rigor is fundamental to who you are. In what dimension? Is this like a multiverse thing? Sweetheart, Miss Gay. Are you that in some other uh, reality other than the one you're currently existing in? It's fundamental to scholarly academic rigor is fundamental to who you are. Well, then how do you explain cheating? (laughs) How do you explain 50? Is it really just because you're black, huh? All these accusations, even though you can go online, I'm not a scholar, I'm not an academic, but oh my God, I can, I can go online and look at two pieces of writing. I do know writing. I'm, I, know, I know writing fairly well. And I can bring up example after example online where side by side I look what you submitted and what somebody else wrote. So how is academic rigor fundamental to who you are? Seems kind of the opposite. And again, but I, I don't really give a crap about Claudine Gay, and frankly, I don't give a crap about Harvard. But I, I'm bringing this up because what she this this the this is the these this is how the left operate in this country right now. Okay, I can do whatever I want. 
I can cheat my way through my academic career. I could lie to your face. All right. I could protect, again, anti-Semites on the campus of Harvard and say that their hate speech is somehow protected speech while claiming, while I'm cheating, that it's fundamental to who I am. Fundamental, that's a pretty heavy word. If it's fundamental to you, pretty hard to separate you from the thing you're describing, right? And what she's claiming is fundamental to who she is, is academic rigor, which when you have over 50 allegations of plagiarism, it's, it doesn't feel very fundamental to me. I'm just putting it, up, putting it out there. But that's how the left operate. Okay, If you criticize them or if you catch them in their own crummy, beha- crummy behavior, if they're a box checker, then whatever box they checked is their defense. Well, I'm black, so this is because I'm black, isn't it? James, I love how she peppered her resignation letter with really big words. So people, yeah, I guess we can, I guess she's trying to trick people into thinking she actually knows racial animus. There was another word I saw a little while ago that I'm like, you didn't come up with that word, man. Where the hell is this word? She does. She can tell. She puts big, stupid words that nobody uses in her freaking resignation letter. So I guess people think she's edumacated. So Harvard Vit- Cave. Vituperation. What? I hope it will be seen as a moment of reawakening to the importance of striving to find our common humanity, dash, and of not allowing rancor and vituperation. How do you spell that? V-I-T. Hey, who'd you steal that word from? V-I-T-U-P-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. I'm a fairly literate fellow. I have never heard that word in my life. Bitter and... Accusive language is accusive language. Is I can't vituperation. I can't say that word. Well, she's really smart. Boy, it must be fun. Academic rigor must be fundamental to her. Look at all these big words she's using. <laughs> but again, it's it's the methodology of the left that uh, you know if you if you criticize me on something I'm doing wrong, then you're just a hater, be hating. And then you just go about the business of claiming whatever you want to claim claim about yourself, right? I, I, no, no, it's fundamental to me. I don't know. Plagiarism? No, that's got to be racial because it's fundamental to my ass. <laughs> it's pretty fundamental to my ass, this academic rigor thing. And I'm only saying academic rigor because scholarly is hard for me to say. Uh, so, you know, bye, Claudine. We'll, we'll see you. I, I'm sure she'll be replaced by somebody who checks off, you know, as many boxes as she does. It won't be an Asian. It won't be an Asian. Because Harvard's just, not letting them in anymore. No, they're just too good at math. we got to keep those Asians off our campus, man. But I'm confronting hate. I, th- I feel like I'm confronting a dumbass, okay? Vituperation? Nobody says vituperation, man. Look how smart I am. All my syllables are in that word. Alex, how are you? Good morning, Rhymer. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. I got in. I was trying to get in at the end of the last hour with you and Trey. But this lady, Gay, you're right. They'll just replace her with somebody else. But my real point was, the civil war that has actually been going on, it's not going to go on if this or that or the other happens. Right. The Democrats rec- declared war in 2016, okay? And if you look at everything I agree. that's been going on since then, right? it's a civil war. You had BLM burning crap down. You've had the freaking Justice Department weaponized not only against Donald Trump, but against Americans. Yep. Uh, you got people sitting in jail now for over two years, still haven't gone to trial. Right. J6. No right. representation. Yep. Exactly. And I- yet, everybody shakes their head and goes, oh, but we don't want to have any trouble. You have trouble. <laughs> haven't you freaking seen it in front of yeah. your face? Trouble's on your okay? doorstep, well, man. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on your doorstep. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you're right as far as them not letting Trump. Be president, whether can't. we're going to block everything we did, he did. Dude, they gave that grief for four solid years. 
they lied, they cheated, they did anything and everything. James Comey should be in jail. I agree. Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions is a piece of crap. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, you're fine, that man. Guy, he is a piece of crap. That guy ran. He, he ran fast and far. Have you heard his name in the last four years? Uh, no. no, you haven't. Okay. No, you, you have, have not. not. He no. was the insta- He was the first casualty of war. Right. I'm getting the hell out of here. I agree. Look, I <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with this. I absolutely, and I have no problem saying this on the air. I absolutely believe we are heading towards some kind of civil conflict, and and the the problem is we're kind of damned if we do and damned if we don't because the bad guys. Okay, if people just kind of get cynical or depressed and don't participate, okay, they win. If people assume it's a rigged election, so why bother voting? They don't have to cheat as hard. Or if people start drawing lines in the sand uh, and and start, you know, saying, hey, that not, not one step further, okay, they win as well. If you have chaos and nonsense in the streets... They could roll in and shut that crap down, and uh, we might have to suspend personal liberties for a while. I mean, it, they they kind of win in both, you know, with both outcomes. I mean, the only thing well, I think they probably we, underestimate. What's that? Only if we let them. We've just let this POS in the freaking White House. Yeah. Let fifteen million people waltz into our country. At and least you hit you hit it. You hit a, a real soft spot for me because I'm a veteran. My dad was a veteran. I I have a brother that's a veteran. Mm. Okay, and we're tossing our veterans out of housing God. to give it to illegal immigrants. Really? And let's quit calling them immigrants. They're not immigrants. They're illegal immigrants. They're, they're illegal. illegal aliens. No, the, the new terminology is they're just not regular. They're irregular migrants. We need to regularize yeah. them. <laughs> Absolutely. See, and this is and this is where Republicans and I'm not a Republican. I'm not this either. Is where they lose. Right. It's the the it's the war of words. Yeah. They don't know how to use words. I'm in sales. Okay. I know how to use words. Okay. To, right. to get. To, to an end that benefits both parties, okay? That's Republicans don't no. know how to do that. Let me, I got to run now. I got to run. Let me, uh, when I come back, I'm going to pick up with the Republicans. I want to talk about that for a second. Uh, thank you, Alex. It's always a pleasure. Chris, hang on. We'll come to you as soon as we get back. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Phone lines are open 210 599 9524. I, you know, I, it, yeah, uh, well, we're talking Claudine Gay resigning or forced to resign or what have you. And her really pathetic resignation letter where she riffs on how it's fundamental to who she is as a person, this business of academic rigor, which is, act- which is obviously a freaking joke. And, of course, it's all racism, right? Racial, racial animus that has led to this. And, uh, you know, she's been she's spent her entire life confronting hate. Unless you hate Jews, and you're cool. You can hate Jews all day long if you want, according to Claudine Gay. But we were, you know, we were, we were talking about the, the general sitch, <laughs> you know, with uh, the, the direction the country's headed in and, uh, you know, at what point. Do Republicans, whether it's illegal immigration, whether it's election interference, whatever it may be, at what point do Republicans grow a pair? Uh, I got some Republicans down at the border today. I guess an eagle pass looking at that sitch there. What's going to come of it? I I don't know. Increasingly, I buy into the idea, and Trey brought this up a few weeks ago, and uh, it really does make sense, that when you're dealing with the political class, the deep state, I call it the swamp still. Okay, a lot of Republicans live in that swamp. A lot of Republicans are breathing in that methane. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because they're a Republican that they want the swamp to go away either. For a lot of these folks, it works pretty well for them, living in the swamp. They can broker the same backdoor deals that that, uh, the Democrats do. They can live... Celebrity lifestyles on your dime. 
Now, especially with Republicans, uh, uh, you know, with, with the Democrats owning the Senate still or having control of the Senate, uh, I think a lot of Republicans like being on the offensive. In other words, if if Republicans actually had to deal with immigration, because the the mythology or the, or the standard line right now is that Joe Biden's been trying to he inherited a broken system, and he's been trying to he's been trying to do everything to fix it, but Republicans stand in his way. Republicans can point to Joe Biden and say, well, he's not doing anything, and Kamala Harris is not really a czar of anything. They rolled back uh, Trump-era policies, which led to all this. In other words, you can scream your brains out about how screwed up the Democrats are without yourself actually having to do anything about it. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, again, the swamp works for both sides. So I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you turn all this stuff around. You're probably getting sick of me saying that, but I don't know. I, this is look. I, I, at the end of the day, despite being on the radio, I'm just a tax-paying American like you are. I have no idea how this is going to play out. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be a legitimate election. Doesn't feel like it's going to be a legitimate. They've, they've already lined up all kinds of things against Donald Trump to try to take him down. Now they're just yanking him off the ballot. Whether it's some uh, dumbass uh, attorney general or it's uh, the state Supreme Court, there's a whole lot of states that want to do the same damn thing. Just rip his ass off the ballot because they don't like him. Uh, Trey brought this up uh, earlier, and uh, I've been waiting for the Electoral College to come up at some point. You know, that's outdated. That's a, you know, that's right. It's a, it's, it's a, a hangover from slavery. It's a racist idea. You know, the, the founding fathers and they came up with the idea of the, of the electoral college just didn't want black people to someday get free and vote. Uh, that'll be the next thing. Uh, get rid of the electoral college. The electoral college, which in its brilliance provides a voice for every single American in this country. If you're black, and you live in a low-population state without the Electoral College, you freaking disappear. Lots and lots and lots of poor people who, who live in low-population states, They're, politically, they disappear if you, if you scrap the Electoral College. Basically, if you scrap the Electoral College, New York and California elect our president. But, again, you know, I... I a lot of Republicans like the status quo. A lot of Republicans are digging the way things are and love living in the swamp. So what actually happens to turn this thing around? I don't know. 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Got more crap to talk about over the next hour and a half, including uh, do you want your fridge talking to you? We'll talk about that. AI going to your kitchen appliances. But James told me he's got some audio from Shenna Bellows, who is the uh, attorney general, what, in Maine, right? That uh, uh, just unilaterally, all by herself, uh, determined that Donald Trump, though he has not been charged with this, is an insurrectionist, and so he has to be off the ballot. I said a little while ago on Warren Ryman, I want to repeat this before we listen to the audio. You'll hear me say on a regular basis that it's, you know, we, we all, I think you and I agree that Alexandria Orifice Cortez is an idiot. She's an ideologue and an idiot. And I say on a routine basis, at some point, they're all going to be her. The president, all the way to everybody's going to be her because that's the generation in a sense that is coming into its moment. Uh, at the reins of this country. You look at guys like Barack Obama, and you look at some of the folks behind the scenes who are the architects of what's going on here in America, and it's a globalist idea. It's gotta, you got to bring America to its knees so you can replace uh, uh, you know, something other in the ash heap, uh, a fascist state, uh, uh, a life where the government pretty much decides everything for you, and if you look through history, you'll find where fascist states have come into existence, you have a very small 
relatively small group of folks who were kind of running the whole show. But fascist governments tend to be chock full of mediocre, talentless idiots. People who are zealots in the cause. They won't question. And uh, a lot of the uh, whatever America is to become is going to be handed over to a bunch of freaking morons. These are the people that show up for their pro-Palestinian protests. These are the people that swat other people. These uh, are the people uh, like uh, Shenna Bellows uh, who feel completely justified in doing whatever they have to do to get rid of Donald Trump. Listen to her. Let's play some audio because people have been playing this. And, and just listen. This is the attorney general of a state in the United States of America. I qualify Donald Trump for the ballot. But under Maine law, any registered voter can bring a challenge. And that's, in fact, what happened. There were three challenges. One of those challenges, challenges was brought by two former Republican state senators and a former Democratic state senator. And I was required by the law to hold a hearing within five days and then to issue a decision. This is something that I did not choose to do, but that I was obligated (laughs) to do under Maine law and the Constitution. This is not a criminal matter. And Section 3 of the 14th Amendment uh, does not require a conviction. That definitely makes it a more complex and close question, as I acknowledged in my decision. She sounds like a freaking teenager. You, you, know, you, you know what I mean? That where, where, When did this become the accent of the young in this country? We used to call it the Valley Girl. It used to be a California thing, a Southern California thing. Now it's just a, a way of talking. Where you end every statement like a question? <laughs> the people that should be most upset is the Scottish, because that's how they, they really do talk like they that. They actually do talk like that. And they have for centuries. Right. But American young people... What do you mean, Scottish? Are those like Scottish people? I look at like this 14th Amendment thingy. <laughs> at some point, they're all going to be here. They're all going to be Shanna Bellows. Hey, look, y- y- seriously, y- you're either dealing with people who are a member of one group or the other. They're either people who uh, are just flat-out cheats like Claudine Gay. Ideologues, yes, but cheats, people who probably somewhere in their minds know what how messed up they are, but they're free from all criticism because of the color of their skin or the boxes they check. And the more box checkers that we have in prominent positions, either in the private sector or within our own government, the weaker we become because these are, by and large, people who have no expertise in whatever field they're supposed to be in. They're box checkers, so they've been skating their whole lives on accomplishing anything real, like Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay, very obviously, is not qualified to be the president of Harvard, and yet she was. You got, uh, this disturbs me, but more and more, increasingly, you're seeing in medical schools, med school, uh, that they're indoctrinating a lot of the young physicians coming up and medical professionals coming up on this ideological bullcrap and then you so you have the box checkers but then you also have the morons legions of morons who will accept anything you hand them as long as you're the right person as long as you're cool they'll accept whatever you hand them and they'll believe absolutely whatever you tell them to believe um again and i think that's going to get worse with each consecutive generation coming out of the education system so i i i do believe that there are lots and lots of people in this country that are watching what's going on and they know the where this ends and they know how bad it is and they want to do something about it but again you you also have legions of morons and box checkers within the government without the government in the private sector. And stupid is very hard to get around. And really, it was during, it began in the Clinton years, but it really reached a fever pitch uh, in the Obama years. And I, I was reading, a, I forget, an article last night about this that at, beginning with Obama, really, they started to 
seed, if you will, all of the various agencies of, of the government with these moronic zealots. You've seen it in the military, you've seen it in the FBI, you're seeing it in, in uh, the Justice Department, the IRS. And these are people like Shanna Bellows who don't care uh, if what they're doing is legal or not legal or moral or not moral as long as their side wins. That's all that matters. But at some point, the Shanna Bellows of the world, as I often say, are going to be eaten out of the same dumpster as me. So, you know, hope you're prepared to live in the country that you're currently burning. <laughs> and and want to hope you enjoy the ashes of it. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Let's go to the phones. Here's Paul. Paul, how are you? Oh, fine. You know, this mess really, we need somebody that really can think outside the box. Do you remember when, uh, uh, not too long ago, when uh, they were calling a lot of Americans unnecessary workers? <laughs> what, you mean during COVID, where it became necessary? What, are you essential yeah, or not essential? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's got, it's got to have come to people's minds. Well, who is really the unnecessary workers? Government workers. Least, <laughs> I like to call them government groupies. Right. Um, who will really, uh, clean house will give these government groupies the opportunity of their lifetime to work in the free market. So I want to put a name into the presidential candidate uh, that hasn't uh, really seriously been put out there. And uh, you remember a guy that uh, uh, bought out uh, Twitter and then he was able to... Are you to, talking uh, about Elon Musk? Trip? Yeah. Uh, you, you remember how many people he let go? Yeah. What percent it was? I don't remember what, what the percentage was. was. It was a fair amount. It, it was 80%. It right. was 80% unnecessary uh, people that were suppressing free speech. He uh, pinked. So you, in other words, you think you want to see Elon Musk run for president? We Elon Musk will only need six months. And then uh, Trump can be his VP. I, and he can, he can, he can. What fly, would Elon fly. do that Trump won't do once he gets in office, though? I mean, Trump's already been I'm in office. Sure, I'm not, I'm not sure Trump will uh, uh, give these government groupies the opportunity of a lifetime and pink slip eighty to ninety percent of these unnecessary. Oh, I don't know, workers. man. Especially this time out, I he's, think Trump he's gets got in every, there. He's, he, he's got every every motive to to, to do that, but he ain't. Uh, Elon Musk is the only one that has really uh, talked about, uh, um, I think, uh, that uh, line of thought. I, I appreciate the call, man. I, I, I don't know that Elon is interested in being president. There's probably a lot of policies politically he has that you wouldn't agree with. And, again, when talking about Trump, we already know what Trump will do. Because he's already done it. He's been president before. Uh, and what Trump and this, th th these two things are his focus, the economy and the border. And, uh, what he did as president to tighten up the border and to get the wheels of the economy moving were not great chess moves. They were just very simple things, which I believe he will do again. Now, going into a second term, if if he actually is able to be president, which, you know, I, I got a lot of thoughts about whether he's actually going to make it or not. Now Trump, more than ever, is aware of the deep state. More than ever is knowledgeable or understanding of the weaponization of entire agencies of the government. I think he gets that second, and I think this is why they're not going to allow him to be president. I think he gets back in office. He's going to start lopping off a lot of heads, man, as far as what he can and cannot do as far as getting rid of people and clearing the decks in some of these agencies like the FBI and the Justice Department and the IRS. Hell, every wing of the government to a certain extent. 
Because that's part of the overall dark plot, too, of a guy like Barack Obama. I said it a few minutes ago, is to populate the government with ideologues, populate the government with moronic zealots who will just carry the water and do whatever you tell them to do. And they've been at it for a while. That's why we have a deep state, to the extent that we do now. So, uh, no, I, I, look, I, I'm still all for Trump, man. I want Trump back in there. I want Trump to get down to business. I want Trump to take care of stuff. Uh, my objectivity and cynicism, though, to a certain extent, kick in. I know they sound mutually exclusive, but they're not really. And I realize there's a whole lot of people that do not want that man back in the Oval Office. And, and they're not all Democrats. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a great idea, Elon, but we, we also have to deal with the world we live in, and right now Elon ain't running. So we, we, we need to focus on who we can get into the Oval Office, and it's got to be Donald Trump. I don't think Elon is eligible to be president. Is he like foreign? He's born he's in South a, Africa. Yeah, he? he was born in South Africa and became a U.S. citizen in 2002. 2002, okay. So I don't think he's even eligible. You're right. I don't think he wants to be president, to be honest. I don't see why would why would a guy like Elon want to be well, people said the same thing of Donald Trump, you know? Why would that guy want to be president? But uh I don't know. We'll see we'll see how it shakes out, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh we got some new numbers on illegal immigration with Joe Biden. We have some new polling numbers. On Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. We'll talk about that when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Dan, we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Once again, uh, we saw something during the break there that... Al Sharpton uh, is chiming in on the resignation of Claudine Gay. By the way, she's still a professor. She's still keeping her tenure and all that stuff and still going to get paid, I believe. Al Sharpton, as if anybody gives a crap what Al Sharpton has to say, except for in moments like this, he put out a statement yesterday uh, to CNN. President Gay's resignation. That guy can barely talk. We shouldn't be listening to that guy about anything. President Gay's resignation is about more than a person or a single incident. This is an attack on every black woman in this country who's put a crack in the glass ceiling. It's race. What about the black chicks she ripped off? I mean, uh, <laughs> what about the cracks in the, in the glass ceiling that the black women, the black academics that she ripped off? What about, the, uh, what about their journey? What about, you know, their fight against racism, dude? It's an attack on every black woman in this country. Ooh. See, I, and I'll, I'll use the Obama template. And 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 kind of pass it pass this nonsense through that the, the Obama lens, and I, I this is another one of those things you hear me say a lot. Barack Obama, first black president. I thought that was great. It, it, the, the idea that we can elect a black president is a good thing for this country. The more kinds of people we are able to elect to the highest office in the land means we have what we have a larger pool of people to pull from. That is always a good thing. It just sucks that it was Obama. Because Obama is a zealot. He's a radical. He's a race baiter. And Barack Obama comes into office. uh, And as I've said a thousand times, here's a man, here's a person who had an extraordinary opportunity to really deal a final blow to whatever vestiges of systemic racism were still clinging to our government, even though that same system allowed him to be president. They're very not very good racists in the system. But here's a guy who had the, a, an enormous historical opportunity to actually bring people together, to actually usher us into a post-racial America. And what did he do? Same damn thing Claudine Gay did. Yesterday, same thing a guy like Al Sharpton's been doing for a long time. 
in that he used his skin color to shield himself from criticism. If you were critical of Barack Obama, it's because you hate black people. Just like Claudine Gay. Uh, I'm not black. I know it uh, may be a shocker to you, and you may be surprised, but I'm, a, I'm a white. I'm a Norwegian-American. You really can't get much whiter than me, okay? I disappear in snowstorms. I'm so freaking white. But if I was black, I don't know how I'd feel about members of my community being lifted up as an example that everyone should strive towards, and yet they're people like Claudine Gay. There are people like Barack Obama. There are people like freaking Al Sharpton who have used their skin color for their own benefit throughout their professional lives, who have used their skin color to blunt criticism of their own crummy behavior while simultaneously pointing their fingers at people like Tim Scott, at people like Ben Carson, uh, at other members of the black community who have done very well on their own, who have made something of themselves without cheating, without seeking to blunt criticism against themselves by using their skin color, who do not see themselves as perennial victims. And they use every racial slur in the book to describe those people, those African Americans. Those African Americans are house slaves, they're Uncle Toms, they're words I can't say on the radio. They turn on people like Tim Scott, Ben Carson, Condoleezza Rice, with a venom and a level of racism that takes your breath away, while shielding themselves against criticism by, again, invoking their race. President Gay's resignation is an attack on every black woman in this country. I submit to you every time she cheated, that was an attack on every black woman in this country. Every time Claudine Gay has used her skin color to skate on by plagiarizing other people and and being a cheater, she attacked every black woman in this country who is trying to do something with themselves, with their lives, and not cheating, by doing it right, by just being who they are. And swimming through the rough, water, rough waters and making it. You know, it's disgusting. It's nauseating to hear someone like Claudine Gay elevated to this level. She's going to be Rosa Parks before this week is over. And she's, you know, by all (laughs) observable truths, uh, I got to throw in the word allegedly, but come on. I've seen the examples of her plagiarism. It's word for freaking word, man. If she were a white dude, she wouldn't have made it this far, plagiarizing as much, apparently, allegedly, as she does. Uh, so spare me <laughs> the lofty rhetoric about attacks on every black woman in this country. You guys are doing more to harm black women in this country than, you know, all this MAGA hat wearing weirdos and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that, that made me want to barf just a smidge. Uh, to hear that uh, this is an attack on every black woman in this country. Well, it's it's typical stuff from a guy like Al Sharpton, who's a scam artist. Remember the good old days when we uh, looked, at guy, looked at a guy like Al Sharpton, and, and uh, honestly, for what he was, used to be a drug dealer. Remember the old Al Sharpton from the 80s, rolled around in the mafiosi uh, athletic suits with all the gold hanging off his fingers? Yeah, it used to be the dumbass that uh, Morton Downey Jr. would pull onto his show because he knew they'd bring, you know, people would have fun with the guy because he was such a dumbass and such a weirdo and such a scam artist. Now he's Al Sharpton, and you know we should look to him for our uh, our metrics on race relations in America. Well, that guy just said that a woman who has been cheating apparently throughout her entire academic career and using her own skin color to shield criticism of that plagiarism, that's the person a guy like Al Sharpton is lifting up as this great shining light in the darkness. What a bunch of crap, man. 
Hey, Al, you got some pretty low standards there, buddy. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, we do have a delegation, uh, including, the, I guess, the speaker uh, down in Eagle Pass today, laying eyes on the humanitarian crisis that is illegal immigration in America right now. And I was looking at some numbers uh, from, well, from our own government, from immigration. Uh, we uh, have uh, encountered about 15 million people since Biden got into office. I think, what's the number, James? 300,000 in December alone. And the glut of people is so vast that they they can't even possibly process them in any way in any real way as far as refugee status and all this other crap the number that that's stuck in my mind from their own numbers from the government's numbers is that for every it, for every 70 people that come across the border the Biden administration deports one for every seven that that you can look at the figures for every 70 people that get here illegally that we encounter, uh, we deport one. Uh, it's untenable. <laughs> this country cannot stand underneath this, and it probably won't. So I'm glad they're down there looking at stuff, and they're you know they're looking at the crowds. We we were talking uh, also about uh, yesterday, I guess you know how some of these cities, some of the major cities, are getting these. Uh, migrants from Texas, and it's cruel, and it's horrible. And understand, in these major cities, all of them are, in times previous, have stated that they are sanctuary cities. They get a few busloads from Texas, all of a sudden they're not, they don't want to be sanctuary cities anymore. Now it's a crisis. Now we need more money from the federal government. And they're getting a smattering of, they're getting a small amount of what we have to deal with here in Texas and the other border states have to deal with. And and I mentioned this earlier on Warren Rima. It's so true. He had a uh, a listener from Maine call the show and uh, was talking about how people in his immediate world have no real-world understanding of, uh, of how bad illegal immigration is right now. And he's right. I know a lot of people from that part of the world, and a lot of people, I mean, people I've have known me my entire life who have spent their entire lives in the northeast and no they don't have a realistic understanding of what's going on at all and i think guys like me i know a lot of people i grew up with who see what i do for a living and they just assume i'm making all this stuff up oh hey well to texas and went crazy you know he's talking about illegals you know he's a racist they really don't have a real-world understanding of how bad this situation is. But again, what you find uh, in the elitist circles uh, of politics or, or entertainment or Hollywood or celebrities or what have you, or just elites in general uh, from places like the Northeast, okay, they're also very stupid people. And they, as long, as I said earlier, as long as the right people are handing them their truth, they just run with it. I guarantee you a lot of people on the eastern seaboard who think this illegal immigration thing is just a MAGA trip and it's all made up, you drop their ass down in Eagle Pass (laughs) and see how long they, how well they do. Actually living in a town where you actually have... More people coming into that town than constitutes the population of that town, which is what we're seeing. Entire towns destroyed because of illegal immigration. But it's not really going on, and Sean's just a radio guy making this crap up. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Hi, May. How are you? Yeah, uh, good morning. Hey. Two things I want to say. I mean, what we we really need in this country is the first one that we always talk about is term limits for sure. Yes. I mean, that needs to start, start already. But the thing, the next thing that we should get rid of is this tenure thing. I mean, because these professors don't care. I mean, how do you do so bad at a job that no matter what you do, you're gonna you're never gonna get fired? <laughs> it's it's I an mean, amazing situation. Yeah, I mean, especially how she cheated. I mean, any student there that, that went there or has gone there should be outraged, especially if they were kicked out for copying you a know, paragraph or, or, or you, anything, just any couple of words. 
you you if you are accused of plagiarism, if you if there's any validity to any charge of plagiarism against you as a student, you are going away. She's got over yeah. fifty allegations. Yeah, and it, it's it's a ra- it's a racial thing. That's yeah. why it's because oh, she's yeah. black that she's been that. Sure. But I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, any student there that has been kicked out for that should you know file a grievance well, against they're, they're, college they're, and ask for their money back. I mean, yeah, I agree. Ridiculous. I got to run, but that's kind of what, thank you for the call. That's kind of where it went. Oh, I just hung up on the other person too. Sorry. <laughs> but the students were starting to revolt saying, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm accused of plagiarism once, they're going to kick me off the campus. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Nikki Haley was just on Fox. She's talking about how you can't just rip Trump off the ballots, whether it's via the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court or it's uh, a moronic attorney general like in Maine. And you know why? Because she intends to beat Donald Trump fair and square. I, a lot of people are talking about Nikki Haley, and, and, and DeSantis was just on as well. De, uh, DeSantis was on last night. I'm trying to think of which show. I don't even remember now. I guess it was maybe Jesse. I've lost track. Um, and, and now, of course, we have a new, another debate coming up with Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, and uh, both are, you know, well, DeSantis, at least, is stomping his feet about, you know, Donald Trump being weak, and why didn't he want to debate me? He's afraid of me. And I just saw the numbers flash up on the screen. Donald Trump's at, like, 51% or something like that. DeSantis is at 18%. Why would he go slumming it with you, man? You know, I used to like DeSantis a lot. Uh, and he's just, he's gone full-on weenie. He's just a weenie now. He's so weenie. What a weenie guy. He really is. He's got a real weenie quality to him right now. He comes off as shrill. Nikki Haley is living in a fantasy world. Uh, I, you know, she's going to beat Donald Trump fair and square in what universe. And, uh, of the debate, I, why Trump's going to have a town hall. I think that is this next week. I think it's next week at some point. It's either this next week or the week after. And DeSantis and Nikki Haley are going to go at it. Is Vivek out? I guess. I don't know. Vivek's out. So it's just Nikki and Ron going at it trump of course is going to have a town hall meeting on fox at the very same time you tell me let me let me get you because i don't think trump needs to be debating these people about first off trump is unlike any other presidential candidate this country's ever seen trump is a phenomenon trump's different (laughs) and i the debate yeah what what does he gain by engaging in a debate with two people who are light years behind him, numerically. What does it serve him? Um, Any debate situation he walks into, Trey's right about this, any debate situation he walks into is going to be, the table's going to be set against him. You're not going to get anybody who's anything uh, resembling, uh, that resembles uh, an objective moderator. I don't know why they're obsessed with the TV audiences now, with the studio audiences, because I don't think that helps at all. They invite these studio audiences in to watch these debates, and then they sermonize to them throughout the whole thing to not give any reaction. Well, then why the hell are they there? I don't, personally, as a Trump supporter, I don't need to see him in a debate to know that he's the one I'm going to vote for. He's the person I'm supporting. Yeah, he does a great job of putting his message out there as far as what he intends to do, what he's going to do when he gets back into office, what needs to be done. Why do I? I don't. Now, if you're on the fence, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that a debate even helps you. I think the, I think basically the era of the debate is kind of over, and a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with how we get information. 
we're we're beyond the 24 hour news cycle at this point the cable news brought us now you have a an onslaught of information uh from innumerable sources every hour of the day with the internet and social media and all this stuff uh and multiple news sources you can pick and choose your news sources the the debates really kind of mattered when your your choices for how you get information were dramatically more limited. Whether or not Donald Trump can debate Ron DeSantis doesn't really mean anything anymore as far as what he needs to do if he gets the job. Um, so I, I I don't know Donald Trump showing up to a debate that's going to be stacked against him with Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Both are again light years behind him numerically. What does he gain by 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 participating in one of these debates? It's a week from today. A the, week from today, the debate and the town hall. Yeah. Why would he? Why would he? I mean, you guys make an argument for him. Maybe you're seeing something in this I'm not seeing. I don't know. I don't see it as a sign of weakness. I see it as a sign of wisdom. Why dirty myself up by debating folks that have absolutely no chance against me? 210-599-5555. We'll talk, uh, take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean, 1037. How are you? Yeah, I got a relatively new laptop computer. It's actually, it's it's very cool. I really like my little computer here. Yeah, I can pump out my poetry books left and right, and I can prep the show very quickly. I, I like my laptop, but my laptop has one of these AI programs. I guess it's Bing. And every time I turn the damn thing on, it's begging me to start this new AI relationship, to bring up the AI on my computer so it can help me search for stuff and do things easier by interacting with me and i man i don't do it i don't want my computer talking back to me in that way and i, I saw an article i don't know what you guys uh, don and, and and james here i don't know how you feel about your kitchen appliances but we have uh the new samsung electronics 2024 bespoke four-door flex refrigerator with ai family hub plus one it's an AI fridge that will will tell you stuff like, you know, uh, your milk's about to go bad. Um, it has an AI-powered camera that can detect over 30 fresh food items inside your fridge. The AI fridge will start suggesting recipes to you based upon the stuff that's that's in your fridge. In fact... If you punch, you know, punch in or input your health stuff into the fridge, the fridge will suggest recipes that are good for you specifically health-wise. I'm sure a lot of people think this sounds great. I don't want to have to have freaking conversations with my fridge, man. Okay, I, I don't. I barely like the fridge that I have now because it's a little fancier than I wanted a fridge to be. I want a fridge. Am I wrong? I want a fridge that just keeps crap cold. Just keep the crap cold. I'll worry about what I put in the fridge. I don't want to have to have conversations. Do I have to have meetings with my kitchen appliances at some point? You know how we used to have like family meetings? Hey, let's all have a family meeting and talk about stuff. Now you're gonna have you're gonna be having freaking family meetings with your oven and your freaking fridge. I don't want my fridge talking to me. I don't want my fridge suggesting anything to me. I don't want my fridge offering me recipes. I don't know what, James, I don't know what recipes the fridge would come up with, given what we tend to have in our fridge, which is lots of leftover, leftovers. Like, what's it going to suggest for a recipe when the only thing in the damn fridge is like three-day-old ground beef and a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce? And the fridge don't know anything about crispy dogs. No, the fridge don't, man. I don't want my freaking appliances talking to me. If it asks you for an email and then you get emails from your fridge, that would be annoying. (laughs) Fox News, I've already dumped their website because they keep doing that crap to me. Want to read this story? Well, send us your email. You want food out of me? You want food out of this fridge? I want your email. (laughs) 
so I can send you fridge notices and updates in your email. I just want a freaking fridge that makes keeps stuff cold. That's all. What if the fridge thinks you're getting too fat and it locks it during certain I, times of the day? You wait. That's the next evolution. I'm telling you, it's the freaking Terminators, okay? But the Terminators ain't going to be a big robot that looks like Arnie Schwarzenegger. It's going to be your freaking fridge, man. It's going to be your fridge. It's going to be your toaster. It's going to be your microwave. It's going to be your freaking car. Everything's going to have a stinking personality, and everything's going to want to talk to you and make your life better. And you know what? Because here, here's what I, when I see stuff like this, here's what I think. Okay, I, the, the fridge is going to start making decisions for me, right? We already, this fridge here would make decisions for me and let me know what the best decisions are. We, again, I'm harping on young people, the younger generation now. The younger generation, they want to be cared for. They, this is why they love socialism so much, because they want people to tell them what to do. And for the younger people, they're going to love this technology. They're going to love technology that tells them to do stuff and make suggestions and what have you. And, and you're going to get to a point where human beings just are freaking incapable of doing anything for themselves. And so I'm the John Connor of talking fridges, okay? I, I, I'm, I'm the guy who's going to fight for humanity against my freaking fridge telling me what to eat, all right? This is how they take over. This is how the toaster ovens take over, and we're, you know, living in the Terminator world. We're all in the Matrix. Not me, man. If you're, my, I want my fridge to shut the hell up and keep things cold. Roger, how are you? <laughs> Cracking me up, bud. Good. How are you, sir? I'm all right. The world's going mad, but I'm okay. Happy, happy New Year, man. Thanks happy for, New Year. Uh, my call. Sure. So, sure. you had a caller today, and, it's, and, I, and I hear it on other radio shows, too, and it's, and it's really bugging me, so I really, that's why I need to hurry up and call in for you to get off the air. Sure. Um, is this thing about Republicans, and, oh, they're weak, and, oh, they're this, and blah. So when, when we have, you have a weak Republican in, in office in your city or wherever, he's not stupid. He's a Democrat. <laughs> That's what he's telling you. He's a swamp creature. <laughs> <laughs> they are very smart. They're not stupid or you wouldn't oh, be in this position. Well, no, I don't mean the architects, the people who are the active players in this great plot. No, they're not stupid. But they have right. they need a lot of stupid people to though to enact what they want to do. They need people and this is where I lump in AOC. AOC is a moron for the ages. I mean, would you agree that she's not the deepest human oh, being I, in the world? I don't even know how these people get into office. I'm, yeah. They get into office <laughs> because they got the right ideology and you can tell them anything and they'll do it and they'll believe it absolutely. I agree. The architects of what's going on here in this country, both within and without this country, are very intelligent people. And they're playing the long game, and they have been for a while. But even, what, Hit, even Hitler is? even Hitler needed a steady supply of violent stooges to make happen what he wanted to have happen. And that's the same thing here. You, you need a lot of idiots who won't question you. Well, this whole thing is this great awakening. Well, part of the awakening, I believe, my opinion, is that we see this, that these Republicans really aren't right. for the people. They're not conservatives. So you got to vote them out, too, and get a, a real conservative dude off the street, like that old guy that was in New York that was like a, a trash can driver or something. He, he ran for office. Those are the dudes that, or the pizza guy, was the pizza guy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, need, we, we need, need people who are, like we, need, we need to repopulate the system, if you will, with people who are not of the system. That's right. Yeah. So they're not soft Republicans, they're actually Democrats doing their job under right. Republican, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, right. No, I agree, man. Absolutely. I appreciate the call. Yeah. Even your mayor ran or, or wouldn't shut up about what an independent he was, and he was far from it. He's one of them <laughs> doing what they do. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. 
The 2024 Race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, uh, FM 1071. Put out a new book, uh, well, today, actually, actually, sort of today. It's out there. It's available. It's called Late America, Selected Poems by Sean Ryma. I had some downtime over the holidays, and I've been meaning to do this for a while, but I I went through over a 1,000 pages of my poetry uh, going all the way back to September 11th and the stuff I was writing about around then, all the way up to stuff I just wrote last week. And I went through and I pulled out all the poems that I thought said something about America, had some kind of connection to this country, whether talking about stuff that's been going on uh, or just some aspect of American life or, you know, I wanted to do a book of poems about America. It's my leaves of grass, man. And uh, pulled it off uh, and it's available now. It's called Late America Selected Poems by Sean Rima. Some of these poems, if you've been reading my stuff for a while, some of these poems you've probably already seen in other books, but uh, this is specifically, it's the first time I've ever gone for a theme and actually put together a book based upon that theme. And the theme is, you know, where I think America is right now. Uh, and uh, I, I think I mentioned this a few days ago, when you when you string together, at least for me as a writer, for you it may be something else, but uh, maybe just your memories. But when you take an objective look at America and where we were in the days after September 11th and look at where we are now, this country's had its ass kicked over the past 20 years, man, one way or the other. Either through bad crap happening or horrible leadership or what have you, so culturally. So it's there. It's available for you. Late America, Selected Poems by Sean Rima. I also wanted to do a book because my buddy Randy Garcia, he's not only the bassist for the Chuck Weimer band, the country band that's doing very well right now. And you can't get more American-y than that. He's also a hell of a photographer, and he took this really cool picture of me on, on 16 uh, on our drive up to Kinky's one day. And I, I really wanted a book to put that on the cover of. <laughs> it's such a cool picture. Uh, but I, I like the book. I think it's a fairly solid book. So if you want to check it out, it's on Amazon. Or you can look me up on Facebook. Late America, Selected Poems by Sean Rima. It's dirty. It's not for kids. This may be a shocker to you, but there's some profane language in there. But uh, if you check it out, I, I, I think you'll probably like it. Uh, 210-599-5555. The only other story I saw, and you couldn't see this coming, could you? Boxing USA. USA Boxing. Which is the governing body of, well, boxing in the USA. Now, I'll be honest with you. I grew up, and I remember Muhammad Ali, you'd be able to see fights on network television. Uh, I saw Rocky at the theater when it first came out. (laughs) And I can honestly tell you I've liked at least three of the Rocky movies. I I don't mind a good boxing movie. Raging Bull, I watched that the other night with a great flick. I just, I myself am not that into real boxing. I, I just, watching two people beat the snot out of each other is not all that enjoyable to me. But they've done something, uh, USA Boxing has made a decision, Uh, they have a new policy regarding trannies. U.S. Boxing is now going to allow for biological men to box women. Uh, You have had to have been identifying as a chick for three years. They're gonna. They they have a testosterone count. You have to be below a certain testosterone count to box a chick in USA boxing to box against women. And they want you to have already gone through gender reassignment surgery. So if you've had gender reassignment surgery, had it cut off and handed it to you, here you go. You'll be a woman, and your T count's got to be low enough. <laughs> And you must have been identifying as the opposite gender for three years. And if you've, you meet all those criteria, you can get in the ring and beat the crap out of a woman. Now, when it comes to your T-levels and how long you've been living as a chick, and even if they cut it off and handed it to you, as I mentioned, you went through the reassignment, whatever, I, this news flash, and I guess I'm probably going to be hated. for You're still a dude. You're still a a man 
and physically you have advantages over woman, and you think that women are getting really seriously injured in high school volleyball, dudes getting into a ring and boxing chicks, you think, who thinks that's a good idea, man? And I, can we just trash the term feminism at this point? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired of people who, who can't, you know, go five minutes without trotting out their feminist license, you know, their feminism card. But they're also about the business of arguing for the rights of men over women. Sharpton's right. That glass ceiling is gone now because dudes are, it's a man's world, man. Isn't that like you're, you know, uh, isn't that sort of like a, a typical dude-like situation? You know, boy, I wish I could beat the crap out of a woman. Oh, now I can do it in the boxing ring. It's all legit. Just beat some women up, man. I don't know. I grew up with a fairly dim view of men who beat up women. and I have a very dim view of dudes who do that. And so, you know, now it's just been sort of uh, validated, I guess, by the U.S. boxing folks. They've gone woke, and I tell you, man, I'm not an expert on boxing, but I'm just, I'm thinking there's probably going to be some injuries. I'm thinking some women are probably going to not have a real good time of it competing against men in the boxing ring. How stupid can this get? I'm not shocked by this. I was kind of waiting for it to happen. Didn't they open it up to tranny dudes in UFC, Ultimate Fighting, where they can get in and uh, beat the crap out of a woman that way? And use all the judo moves and all that weird crap they do with UFC? Well, boxing's fallen in line now. Now, if you want to beat the hell out of women, just become a tranny chick and, and become a boxer. I just, I, and I, I just, it's, James, are you into boxing? Do you watch that at all? I, now that's one thing I just could never get into. I never watch wrestling either because it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really doing anything. You know that, right? But boxing, it's just two people beating the crap out of each other. I just don't find that enjoyable. And, and yet I watched the Rocky, <laughs> like Rocky, I enjoyed the first movie. I thought that was a great movie. Right. Raging Bull is a great, is a cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But actual boxing just doesn't interest me. Doesn't do it for you? Do you watch? I mean, I remember watching Muhammad Ali. Remember when we were kids? You'd see that yeah. stuff on network television. It was a big event. Right. I stopped watching it sometime in the mid-90s, yeah. perhaps, in through there. Um, but I, I did watch it regularly coming along. I thought it was I thought it was fast. I was, especially when Mike Tyson became champion. Oh, God. I was fascinated by Mike Tyson. Just by the way, he was able to lay down an epic beat down on somebody in about 30 seconds. Yeah, they bite their <laughs> ear off for a little fiber. I'm just yeah. I but, do, but women boxing dudes, I mean, does it get a little, it's, I mean, it's already beyond stupid. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if they've gone through the operation. They're still going to have an advantage just structurally over women right? in that situation. But you can see that for free on certain sides of town any weekend. You can see that for free in my living room on occasion. When my <laughs> wife gets pissed off at me. Starts asking me if I want to tussle. <laughs> yeah, but you kind of like it, don't you? Yeah, I do. I enjoy the pain. Thank you, James. Thanks to Don. Thanks to Elaine. Thanks to my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. This is something that I did not choose to do, but that I was obligated to do. God.